Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection and I have my special little queen next to me. Bonnie, what episode is it? Episode 7! No. 7, add a zero. 70. Episode 70. Episode 70. So do you know what that means? What? That means I've had 70 inspirational conversations where I've learned so much. I've listened with an open mind. That's the best time. You know, there's an expression, grow up here. What it really means is grow a pair of ears because we have two ears and one mouth because what happens when we listen hard? We learn. Mm -hmm. That's We can only learn when we're really listening with an open mind. And I've got so much out of these episodes. And my wish, Bonnie, for you is that when you're older, you'll get to enjoy them too and they'll really help you. But do you know what sa song I sang with my guest? Um... Um, do you want a clue? Yeah. We sang it at my book launch and you stole the show. A Million Dreams. And who copied us? Pink and Willow. And whenever Pink and Willow song comes on, the version Bonnie gets quite mad. <laughs> Listen, there's enough for everyone. The only competition is you, Bonnie, okay? You have to remember this. So I'm just so thankful for this place. Uh, I really love it. And, and someone asked me yesterday, How's, how are you finding the podcast? You know, you're really committed to it. You've put a lot of time into it. And I said, because I love it. It brings me so much joy. Uh, I know it's helping people. And also, it's great research for the next book. So who knows what's going to come up? But there's quite, quite a lot. Come up. Well, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a good read so far. And uh, I would love to have it out by Christmas. We shall see. I'll keep you posted though, guys. It's coming together nicely and I'm always inspired by the magic of you and your brother because you guys are magic. Do you know that? No. Do you know, I'll tell you a story. So this week, Charlie ran downstairs and set the alarm off by mistake. He never goes downstairs first. So the whole house was like, oh, beep, beep, beep. And I was thinking the neighbours are going to kill us. Even though it wasn't like super early. It's not like it was 6am, but it was early, like maybe half seven. Anyway, I ran downstairs and I was like, no, Charlie, what are you doing? And Charlie's got the biggest conscience. So if he gets told off, he starts to cry and break his heart, doesn't he, Bon? Yeah. And, uh... Oh, it's so cute. And we just like both want to cuddle them. Anyway, I was like, I could see he felt so bad. So I carried him upstairs. I was like, it's okay. I put the alarm off. Don't cry. And he said, mummy, the only reason I ran down the stairs was because I wanted to get my treasure. And I forgot about the alarm because I was so excited because I had this amazing dream that we were looking for mermaids. And we found one, mummy. And we were holding hands, walking along this beach. And we went to this magic waterfall. And it was so amazing. And my heart just melted. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that I calmed the freak down, cuddled him and didn't just put him in his room and tell him off because I would have missed that bit of magic. So my message to you guys is just slow down a bit when you're tempted to lose your rag. Um, do you agree, Bonnie? Yes. Do you like it when mummy's a bit more calm? Yes. You're getting into meditation? Well, we actually started quite a while ago, but we're, we're trying to be more consistent. How are you finding that? Good, but Charlie's always really annoying at it. Because he's still a bit young, because he's uh -huh. only four, whereas you're seven, so you're a proper big girl, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so we've got the holidays ahead. We've got an exciting week of lots of fun plans. We're going out to check Blair Drummond Safari, which is amazing at Halloween. Um, we're going to stay in a castle. Um yes. We've got a few other bits and pieces planned. So. We're going on Monday tomorrow, oh, which well, will be the 14th 
of October. No, we might be going. Well, that's a surprise. I'll fill you in. And we we've been invited to see fairies too. Anyway, I wish you all a great October week. Um, Bonnie, thank you for coming to say hi. Do you have some words of wisdom for everyone before I introduce my guest? Um, be kind. Mm-hmm. Be self caring. Mm-hmm. And don't go too hard on people. Oh, great. Right, okay, so uh, I'm going to introduce my guest now, Blue Blazer Guy. Now that is Blue, B-L-U, Blue, Blazer with a Z. You can get him Blue Blazer Guy on Insta and his lovely blog. Um, his name is actually Scott, but I call him Blue or Blazer Guy. Um, but yeah, um, Scott McGlashkin, I spelled that right, if I could pronounce that right, Um Anyway, an absolute legend, and um, I just love this episode. It's so inspirational. You are going to freaking love it. Um, it's deep, it's raw, it's real, it's fun, it's funny, and we end with a great song. Guys, be here, be all in with an open mind, and enjoy your mojo injection. All the love. Have a great week. Okay, welcome Scott. Hi. Feels really weird calling you Scott. I know, instead of Blue Blazer Guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I actually said that earlier. I was like, oh, so Blue Blazer Guy's coming around. And I went, oh, do you mean Scott? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's his name, right? But everybody just comes up to me and says, oh, Blue Blazer Guy. And I'm just like, <laughs> do you actually know my name? <laughs> so, but it's just, it's funny how things stick. And it's like, I'm always checking the colours. I'm like, is it always the Blue Blazer you wear? <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever Slight get bored of though. wearing, like... Well, actually, in the beginning, I, I never even thought about it, but now I'm like, I should have just been called Blazer Guy. Yeah, because then you could wear red, but could you go out and wear a pink blazer? I could. Yeah. Yeah, I could maybe put a touch of blue somewhere. Yeah, because that's the thing with your branding, and if you want to stay on brand, it's like, oh, crap, Yeah. blue. And the thing about being called Blue Blazer Guy is that everybody immediately thinks it's about fashion yes that you're a fashion guy yeah but it wasn't about that it was about actually every time i wore a blue blazer it made me feel a wee bit more confident i was that what it was yeah it empowered you yeah it's like a wee i don't know like superman puts on his wee outfit his cape. so that's <laughs> yeah. your cape the blazer yeah. oh that's nice yeah i like that so it sort of just made me feel a wee bit better and uh-huh. made a, wee, a wee bit more stylish and um uh-huh. And yeah, and everybody knew me because they were like, "Oh, the guy with the blazer." Right. So that's they said that before you yeah. started a brand. Yeah. Ah. So when did you set it up? Um, it was about six, seven years ago. But oh. I started off with a sort of fitness um okay. blog because I was going through like a personal training thing. And we've all been there. Yeah. Um, and that done really well. That was on Blogspot. Do you remember? Oh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So many different things. It gets um, confusing. I know. Um, and then I started Blue Blazer Guy, um, and it was just like a hobby at first, and it sort of grew and grew and grew. And yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, it's great! And you're working with some brilliant brands. And yeah. Um, as you know, I love my fragrances and stuff. 
I just love. <laughs> wait till you smell my scent tonight. Yeah. It's a bit. It's on top of the one. Yeah. Because uh, I'm wearing Tom Ford, but I've got another Tom Ford one that blends with it. Oh. I couldn't actually afford it on the day I got the. It was crazy. It was like 250 yeah, quid for no, a perfume. No. I was like, I just can't justify that right now. Yeah. Um. But she was like, well, I'll fill you. I'll fill you up a wee bottle, and it's just so fabulous. Yeah. You'll have a wee sniff. Yeah. Well. Um, so yeah, you love fragrance. I love fragrances. So it sort of started off for that as well because I had about like 20 different fragrances on, <laughs> on my cabinet and I was like, I should start talking about fragrances and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I got into that, but then I kind of didn't want to just stick to that. I wanted to have like a variation. So then that's when I started lifestyle uh, blogging yeah. and started to incorporate like travel, mm-hmm. um, events, um, well-being as well. I've got some uh, things in there with well-being. All about the mojo, I love it. It is, yeah. Um, and yeah, loads of different things. Interior design as well, because I've done a diploma in interior design wow. when I was a wee bit younger. A wee bit younger. <laughs> well, I think you look so freaking young. And I said that to you. I was shocked when you told me. Yeah. I was like... Like, you're 15? No, I'm joking. Um, but I was like, no, I thought you were like 21 or something. Well. Because I never really think of people on an age because yeah, age me, is an illusion. Yeah, me either, me either. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. got older friends, younger friends, and people are like, that's weird. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think of myself as like, we, we talk about, we put people in labels and we're yeah. going to talk about that in a bit. But like, so some would go, oh, she's a mom, so she doesn't go out, she doesn't party because she's a mom, that's exactly, her label, yeah. she stays at home, that's the label society gives us. Well, yeah. I'm still a wild, and I'm not going to say 21-year-olds because I'm saying age is an illusion, but we learn and we grow and we get stronger in ways, yeah. but we still are, like, just a per- an energy, a exactly, person, a human. Exactly, yeah. You know? I never, I still feel 21, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad you said 21. Totally, I love that age. I mean, I can handle my drink better. Yeah. My 21st party, I was like throwing up down the toilet because I had a cocktail party yeah. and I, I'd never drank loads. I was always quite sensible I as was a teenager. The same, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Oh. I never really had my first drink until I was actually 18. Mm. <laughs> I know a lot of people, I came from Fife, so. <laughs> I know, because you would think, like, Fifers. They drink because yeah, they get bored because they're not in the exactly, city. Exactly, exactly. But I don't want to put all fifers in the same bracket. Yeah, but it's um, true though. But there is, I spoke about this on a previous podcast about people assume if you're from a smaller town that all yeah. you do is drink and take drugs because there's nothing else to do. Well, a lot of my friends did. Um, right, and, I, so. and I was in that group. But I, I just, I don't know. I think it's because at that time I looked even younger. So I couldn't get in, in, in any bars or... <laughs> Were you tempted or did you just feel like there was more for you than just getting off your face? I didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I think um, a lot about our culture is that we need to drink to have fun. Mm-hmm. and. Um, in fairness, though, I did say, oh, we need to have a drink because we're uh, getting ready for a party. No, and- I know. Yeah, no, I like that aspect of it, but... Some people can't have fun without a drink. Oh, yeah. And we've certainly had a lot of fun yeah. sober. Yeah, exactly. Although we have been a lot busier <laughs> too. But no, I told... This is so true. Yeah, so it's like, even when I was on holiday there, people were like, after breakfast, going to have a drink. Mm, yeah, <laughs> to sit and get wasted all day off yeah. the face. And I was just like, it's just the culture that we've been brought up in, but it was never really... When I was younger, it was never really something that I thought about. Like, yeah. I didn't like the way people acted when they were drunk well yes um yeah but now 
No, I like a good drink. I like a drink, but I talk about this in my next book, and it's that, um, you know, when we drink too much, like, I would say we, we can sometimes go into a different character. Now, mostly with me, if I've drank too much, it's a happy kind of spirit. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be, like, dancing and do really silly things, but everyone's like, oh, she's so funny. Yeah. Just even wilder, do you yeah. know what I mean? But we've had breakfast together and been creasing ourselves yeah. totally sober, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, do you remember our event at the start yeah. of the year? We were just, like, creasing ourselves over breakfast, right? But, you know, can do all these, like, animalistic things, but then there's been a few occasions, and thankfully not that many, mm. but perhaps I've been stressed or someone's triggered me or I've not been feeling great or there's drama and I just turn... Yeah. It can turn you, like, yeah. really angry and you see yeah, things that you I know. can never take back. Oh, I know. It's terrible. I've done that <laughs> once or twice. And it depends what you're drinking as well. Like, exactly. What um, spirits? Because yeah. spirits... Do you have something? Because I would say for me, it's Jägermeister... For an ex of mine, it was that his southern comfort was his, we used to call it his unicorn. Yeah. Because it sent him, and I'm sure Scott, my hubs, Jägermeister sent him, like, really angry. And he's not an angry yeah. guy, but he said one night at a party he was really feeling angry on yeah. that. Yeah. I think mine's his tequila. Ah. Because yeah. it meant to make you happy, though. Oh, no. <laughs> it does really? make me it happy. Makes you, like, yeah. Cycle. I, I, the minute it hits my stomach, mm. um, it has just. I don't know, a negative effect on me. Interesting. Um, so I just stick to vodka or... We're talking a lot about alcohol. <laughs> I think it's important, though. I think it's important to talk about it because it impacts our mental health. And, it does, yeah. You know, my dad loves gin. He's in a much better place now. Yeah. Um, so he couldn't drink when he was obviously really bad. He couldn't even eat, you know. It was yeah. awful. But um, my mom always said gin makes her depressed. So she yeah, can't drink gin. A lot of people say that, actually. That gin makes you feel depressed. It's funny that it makes my dad, who's suffered yeah. with depression, yeah. feel good and relaxed and calm. Yeah, it's I know. It's weird how different drinks affect different people. Yeah, but, very weird. Um, I have noticed when, like, I have drunk a lot, it mm -hmm. does make me feel bad mentally. Oh, yeah. Um, for the next couple of days or um, not just, like, the typical hangover feeling, but yeah. just... It does make you feel that bit lower, and I think it's yeah. probably to do with all the sugars and mm. things like that. Because Chemicals. I notice it when I actually eat a lot of sugar as well. Yeah, it can happen. I mean, I see it in kids, and yeah. I was like this as a kid too. But Scott like loves sweets. I can't yeah. eat them now. I don't know why. I can eat chocolate, but I can't yeah. eat sweets. Something happens in his child, perhaps I overdosed and can't remember. <laughs> but he'll be passing them Haribos and stuff, and I'm like, can you calm down? Mm. Because in an hour, right enough, they're absolute psychos, yeah. and I'm having to pick up pieces. They're angry, they're on a calm down. So it's the same with coffee, if you have too much caffeine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Sugar, <clears throat> alcohol. But partly for the alcohol, I think it's because you don't sleep well enough as well. Yeah. So you've got the double whammy. Exactly, and when I don't sleep... I'm a nightmare. Oh, well, I think we all are, though. I think I'm just I know. honest about I it. Know. Do you know what I mean? We all are. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> That's that little mojo coming out there. Oh, I love it. And yeah. we, so the first time we met, and you said something so nice. I was um, up north at the time, and I was like, saw your post, and then I didn't really, and then I read it, and I was like, oh my goodness. He was yeah. like, so I was <clears> really <throat> touched. I was like, oh. <laughs> But you were basically saying how like we hit off at a party and we were just like totally ourselves. Yeah. It was really nice what you said. So thanks for that no, about right. um, the mojo and stuff. But I feel like we were just like honest with each other from the start. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think um, 
as I've grown older, mm-hmm. I tend to gravitate towards people that sort of make you feel more uplifted and yeah. supportive and stuff like that. And I don't know what it was, but when we were at that party one night and I just saw you, I was like, I got a good positive vibe of you, so I gravitated towards Aww. you. And um, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I've known her for ages. So That's nice. Um, yeah, it made me feel good because you don't have time for negativity. I know. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I never even, no disrespect, but I never even knew of you before. Oh, not at all. I mean, I'm not walking around assuming everyone knows who I am. Yeah, I never knew before that. So I never knew you had your book and I never knew you were talking about um, like mental health and motivation and stuff. So mm. um, it was a natural Cool. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, right, she's that nutter. Yeah. Um, and I like that because for me, that was a massive compliment because I've had people in the past that have been like, what are, they just don't get it. And perhaps they've got barriers up with trust. Yeah. And they're like, what are you after? Why are you, they didn't understand the positivity. When yeah. I was saying, it's just me. So when you said, oh, she's so genuine mm. and like, it was like, you got me straight away. Yeah. And it's hard because some of my friends haven't got me straight away and we're still friends now, yeah. but it was a bit of a harder process because they weren't maybe used to that or maybe that is your maturity, I don't know. I think nowadays we see sort of strange positivity as a negativity, like, oh, no. or we see it as something strange or no. why is that person smiling at me? Why is that person saying hello or mm-hmm. coming to speak to me? What are they after? Yeah. What do they want? And, and it's, it's like... such a shame because if we were all a little bit more friendly we would it would be a much better place so i know i know and we need friendly but i feel for me like sometimes if you get knocked it can make you think oh do i tone it down do i yeah yeah give less compliments because it comes across as fake do i but that's just my mind and i'm trying to distance myself from that and i feel i'm definitely finding it easier yeah to just be me but it's you know, the world is a tricky place, isn't it? Every time I see your posts on Instagram, I'm like, oh my, I love her. Like, you're just so, you're just being yourself and you don't care who's watching or like, you don't care. And that's what, well, you do care. Yeah, no, no, but I, I do, <laughs> but, like, the, the me and my mojo doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that is, and I, I feel like I have. You know, when I said in the first book about my friend Colin, they wrote the song, you don't care, like he wrote a song, like you don't care at all. That's why I lo- that's why we're friends. That's why yeah. I love you. And I was like, that is who I want to be all the time. Yeah. And that's who I'm trying to be all the time. Yeah. But I will have the odd slip where I'm like, well, that's natural. Oh, though, I, mean. I just want to. Yeah. But identity yeah. is a huge thing. And you've clearly we've spoken before and this has been covered in some of my themes about you've been at stages in your life where your identity has been hard because when you're coming out or whatever, yeah. I mean, has that phrase been done to death? I don't know. Oh, I know, I like, know. I don't know if there's another term I don't know if there's it. a term nowadays. <laughs> but it's, it seems to be the thing still, isn't it? Yeah. But for you, like, did you have that period where you were sort of scared to show the, the true you in case of being judged or...? Um, well, as I said before, I came from Fife right. and quite uh, quite a small town um, and all I heard around me was like negative things about gay people oh, um, yeah it was just like you know they would snigger at gay people mm-hmm. or um, they would say things and I would hear it And um, but at that time I wasn't sure if I was gay or not what did you think 
I like I both, just, I'm not well, sure. Well, I wasn't, because there was no, at that time there was no, inter- well, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling so old now, there was no, like, any websites you can go on to read about homosexuality or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you never had an iPhone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had never been told about gay people or I had never met a gay person. As far as you were aware. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taboo. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I didn't know what I was because I was like, mm, this is strange because mm-hmm. I'm I'm tra- chatting to girls and stuff, but I'm I'm not really getting that. You're <laughs> sort not of really connection. getting that. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you. Yeah. Gonna do. <laughs> I know. Um, I can already tell Bonnie's not gay because. <laughs> She's like her mother. Uh, she just her her face just changes around me. Yeah, all ages. No, anyway, I digress. Continue. Um. So, yeah, I had girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, which I did fall in love with. Did you? Yeah. As friends, though. I fell in love with them as a person. Okay. You know, I had feelings towards them, and um, I wouldn't, but. Not the whole complete, you know, sexual feelings and stuff. And was that hard to um, try? But and when it came to that point, I was like, "Why? Why am I feeling like this? Why?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a point where I was like, "Shit, <laughs> I'm gay." Right. So, so it was the realization that you didn't want to rip their clothes off. And yeah. All that. Yeah. It just didn't. It felt more like I just love them as a friend yeah. and care for them, but don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then it was the whole, I'm going to have to deal with this now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anybody who had been through it. Yeah. You know, there was nothing on TV really at that time to um, to give you any guidance or anything. So, um, yeah, it was that was a difficult part. That is really hard. Yeah. So what did you do? Um... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail, but um, I did meet a few guys mm-hmm. um, to try and see how it felt, you know, like, yeah. um, and the first time I kissed a guy, I knew immediately I was gay. Really? Yeah. What did it feel like compared to kissing a girl? It, it was just, I don't know, how can I explain it? You just knew it was meant to be. I love that. Because I've kissed a girl when I was traveling. Yeah. And I remember just thinking she's gorgeous. And yeah. I love her as a friend. And I was like, but there was drinking involved. Yeah. And I kissed her. But it wasn't like the next day I was like, I really need to be, you know, just yeah. like, I'm a friend. But it was just, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a, I very much knew I like guys. Yeah. So it's in his kiss, I guess. Yeah. Say, isn't it? It's like, you know, when you have those kisses. Exactly, it's yeah. like, you just feel different. Yeah, I think with the girls, I was just going through the motions, like uh-huh. what, of what society expected me to be. So I was like, I need to meet a girl, and you know, I need to um, get married and Labels. blah blah blah. Yeah. Labels. Um, and I was just like, this is just not for me. And when I kissed a guy, it just like all fell into place. Oh, it felt right. And it just felt right. And I was like, okay, so how am I going to deal with this? And unfortunately, I didn't. I kept that hidden for maybe four years and why Um, was that I just think 
as I said, I had never been educated and mm-hmm. I, I never knew anybody that came out. So I was like, how do you do this? You just didn't know it was, yeah. I guess, back then it was. Yeah, and I was like, how are people going to react? And um, um, because of the stuff that you've heard, you kind of felt, you know, disgusted. That's so sad, like, that society... Because there was so much negativity around it that you yeah. were just like... Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> something happened so <laughs> out of my control okay and um my parents found out oh so you didn't tell them they had- um yeah so they found out through a different avenue mm-hmm. and um basically went to hell <laughs> what they were were they angry you hadn't told them or um they just didn't agree with it right because they didn't all. understand it yeah because the same with me. Mm-hmm. They had never been... They probably never knew a gay person. They had never been taught about um, sexual, different sexualities and yeah. stuff. So um, at the time I was very, very angry and very upset because of the way that they acted. Yeah. Um, but now, mm-hmm. as I'm older, I realise they were just... In shock, and they were just—they yeah, didn't understand it either. Yeah, they were I mean, like, even though I am gay, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. Yeah, and you're just their son. Yeah, but when that comes up, it's hard for everyone, isn't it? It definitely is, and your parents are just the first people. Then you have to come out to your friends, and you don't think they knew because I always some had... of them, some of my friends knew. They were like, "Oh, we had a suspicion." And really? Yeah. Did you see what it was that gave? them that inkling or not really no not just because I hardly had any girlfriends and stuff like that interesting um and I I suppose I was a bit more sort of in touch with my feminine side Uh um but yeah that's people think you just need to come out once and that's it but you're constantly coming out until you're until it doesn't until it feels effortless really yeah because you go into a new job, everybody's right. like, mm, is, he, is, is he, is he, is he, and are they scared to say? Yeah, and you always feel that sort of pressure. Mm. Like, do I have to say it on the first day, or do I just say it casually, like, yeah, my partner, or... That's hard, isn't it? Um, so it is an ongoing thing, but now it's not, because I'm completely comfortable with it. And so it's not even an issue? It's not even an issue, unless it's an issue with that pe- person well, that you're exactly. dealing with. it's not an yeah. issue to you. Yeah. That's good. That's good that you got to that place. Yeah. Really Took a while. And like, our family, like, is that better now? Family's fine, yeah. Great. Um, they're all accepting of it. That's And starting um, to understand. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't, like... They just want to see me happy. Yeah. Now, so. And that's all it should be. Yeah. You know, happiness. We all deserve happiness. We all deserve well-being. And yeah. it's not about these labels that are just so complicated that we try and like start breaking exactly, the cycle yeah. from it. Do you know what I mean? It's not and actually, I think recently um, there's been something put through Parliament mm-hmm. um, to put more education in schools about homosexuality and different sexualities and stuff uh-huh. um, which I think is fantastic because yeah. when I was at school and I was watching sex education it was yeah. just a man and a woman so again that made you feel like you were wrong and yeah well um, I, I feel it's 
it's different. I'm very open with Bonnie, and I will be with Charlie. Like when he starts chatting more, and, and I am with Charlie, but he's only four, so he's only yeah. so much. But like Bonnie will say, oh, some people have two dads in the school, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And some people, she'll just ask me, and I'll be like, yeah, that's totally normal. Yeah. Like that's great. <clears throat> and as long as everyone's happy and. And she'll go, oh, but I've got a mum and a dad. And I say, well, yeah, but I'll try not to say that's normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's easy to fall into that trap from yeah. society. But I'll say, yeah, um, some people have two mums, and some people have lots of parents, some have two dads. And, yeah. and she's just like, yeah, that's totally normal to her. Yeah. So it's not a thing. Um, and it's the same with everything, like different colours. And, mm. you know, you never know what's PC to say, but... She'd be like, you know, he looked like this. And you always try not to say it if someone's yeah. describing. Because then you're like, you think of when I was a child and like racism and things like that. Yeah. But you just want to normalize everything. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you just want to make everything normal. And yeah. Normal. I hate the word normal. But I know, it, I know. It, like, you just want everything, everyone to be accepted. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Because for shapes, we're all the color, same. genders, sexuality, <laughs> all that stuff. We're, we're all, all the humans. Same. Yeah, we're going through the same... Well, different lives, but you know, and different experiences, but we're all just human beings, and yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so what it would is you getting s- better, I would say. I would say, but the will yeah. still because there's still a stigma, and that's why I set this up to yeah. to break down the stigma of like therapy and yeah. mental health and everything, every, every anything that impacts yeah. our well-being, which is everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what would you say to people that are like? Maybe they don't even realise that they're gay. Mm. They're in a relationship, or the, or maybe they just are trying to suppress things because they're scared of how it will impact their life, and maybe their family would never cope with it. Yeah, um, I think nowadays there's much more support, mm-hmm. um, like online and uh, different organisations and stuff, um, so they could speak to them in the first instance. I mean. If they're not comfortable doing it like on telephone or anything like that, it's always online, which is much easier. Um, and it's not going to be easy for everybody to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it does have to be done at one point if you do truly want to be yourself and you truly want to be happy because keeping it in just builds up too much stress, builds up too much. And it could really cause like effects later on in your life yeah um but as i said luckily people are being more educated in things like that nowadays mm-hmm. younger people that i speak to don't have any qualms about it mm-hmm. and um just to speak to people that's what i would say it's so important. don't hold it in yeah don't, don't feel guilty about it mm-hmm. um you know i'm saying normal i'm gonna say it's completely normal yeah <laughs> um but, yeah, you just have to be yourself and make sure that you've got lots of supportive people around you that um, can listen to you and support you. And, yeah, get get you. And I think whether it's sexuality we're talking about yeah. or just being, like, people carry things from childhood yeah. that they're told they're a certain way or they're told they have to be in a certain career to fit in. Exactly. And it's very easy to just keep going and not, and not challenge it yeah. and, and not use your voice and I, I think it's hard because we don't like confrontation yeah and we want to please like we naturally yeah. want to please people we want to please our parents we want to make them proud but at the end of the day 
unconditional love, yeah. you know, and kindness has to win over anything. Exactly. So it's it's like the fear faith thing. Like you had faith that, like, was there a point that you thought I'll, I'll lose my family, or did you have faith deep down that you would sort it out? Um, I never thought I would lose my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I, in fact, I never even thought that there were there would be a problem around it. Yeah. Um. But I just had to keep going and going and going and hopefully think, just thinking to myself, it's going to be fine one day. Yeah, yeah. And the more, if I just hid it away, mm -hmm. they, people wouldn't accept it. So you just need to keep normalising it. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and normalising you. Like, because yeah. we all have something that makes us weird. So my yeah. thing is like my positivity and the fact that I can't, like I'm so open, yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. But the more I do it, the more people are like, "Oh, actually." Yeah, it's fine. Do you know we've all yeah. got a thing that makes us like? I was really ashamed of smiling all the time. I know. And I was like, oh. and "That's terrible." It's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Like I, I often repeat it in a talk. I'll be like, "Let let let me repeat that." In Scotland, you're a weirdo for being happy. Like that's so sad because when we are born and, and becoming a mum like it changed me because seeing Bonnie and Charlie the fuss that was made when they came into the world I yeah. was like this is massive this is actually huge that we're all complete miracles that are here and it's such a celebration but we are you know like culture tells us to tone it down oh, know, and to, to fit in to blend in to not make too much of a fuss yeah. and I think there's ways that you can, because I always think of this guy, this guy I met, and he was the most humble. I was at his funeral, he was 95 when he passed away, Robert Field, and he was the most humble, gentle man around. He, he wasn't able to have kids of his own. He was married right. for almost 70 years, but all the kids that met him, they just loved him, all the adults, but he was just so quiet. Um, and, and a bit shy, but just so humble and yeah. loving. And he was like a true leader. And I'm always like, oh, but I'm not, I, I need to be like humble like him. Cause he's, he was just like, he just had something special. Yeah. But then I was like, but I'm not him, I'm mm -hmm. me. And like, I'm not saying I'm not humble, but like sometimes when you're putting yourself out there yeah. and you're like sharing your stuff, you feel like, oh, I should tone it down. Yeah. But we all have our ways. As long as your intention's good and you're not just like, because I think these days, like, we are showing more of ourselves on, like, Instagram. And exactly, it's, yeah. It's great fun, but it's knowing, like, how to get the balance of... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I agree it. with you there, yeah. Because sometimes when I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, I feel like I'm trying... I feel like I kind of subdue myself. Yeah. Um, I'm like... Because I, I don't want to share too much. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, what's... What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with sharing yourself and being your true self? Um, but I think it takes people a, a little bit of time to get to that point. And as you say yourself, even the mojo queen over there, <laughs> you're still working towards that that yeah. goal. Yeah, I am. Um, so it does take time, but people think it should be immediate. Instant. Yeah, instant. Yeah, I know. Um, We're all fighting our own little things like exactly. with confidence and yes. becoming you know that hashtag it's like best best you and all this yeah. stuff you know and it's like well what is the best you i know and how do you feel like to, do you think you figured out who the best you is no no <laughs> i'm still working on it what what do you feel like have been your biggest lessons so far to get you where you are today um 
Well, at first I used to be really, really nice and always say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I realised the nice part's obviously good, but mm -hmm. not saying you need to learn to say no. There's power in no. Yeah. Exactly. But I always used to feel so guilty for saying no. Me too. Um, it but would eat me up inside. Yeah. Uh, so nowadays, I'm just like, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to make that, you know, I'm not going to make it into a big issue. Yeah. It doesn't have to be drama. You need to protect yourself. And if saying no helps with that, then... Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what sort of... Can you think of an example? of something you would say no to. Like, Especially at work. Mm -hmm. Like, people would take advantage of you being a yes person. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And then eventually you just got taken for granted. Uh -huh. um, this is not my present work, by the way. It's my previous work. Um, well, we've not named any names or any companies. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just covering her back there. Um, yeah, so you just used to get everybody's work and... Yeah. Um, so now I'm just like a bit more confident in that aspect, and then yeah, you're not afraid to take yeah, a stand. Yeah, it's hard and it's a learning process, though, isn't it? Definitely like, is. Yeah. You just sometimes you have to say no. Yeah. Like when I started out with the Mummy Jojo thing, and loads of people would like come to me and be like, "Will you speak for free at this event? Will you speak yeah. for free?" And I did loads of freebies at the start because I was like, although I was confident I could do a good talk, yeah. I was like, "I'm not done. Low. I'll get some under my portfolio." But then it got to a point where I was like, "No, people are really responding to this, and I value my talent as a well working hard as well yeah. and the effort I put in, and I know they have real value." So. I was like starting to charge obviously and then I've got a speaking agent but then some corporates would write and say can you come in and speak for free and you're going well it's not really fair on the people that are paying and actually yeah. I really value my time. Yeah. Now the old me would have been like oh how rude like they're asking you to come and speak for free mm. they clearly really need help with well-being but I'm like well we all have bills to pay it's yeah. sadly the way of the world I've got two kids to feed. Um, I'm not going to feel guilty for saying no. I'm not going to come in and speak for free. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah. But it's there's power in that. There is, yeah. And then you begin to just feel much better for saying it because mm -hmm. I've seen it with my blog as well. Like I used to say yes, yes, yes to everything mm -hmm. because I was like, what if I don't get that opportunity again or what? I know. Blah, blah, blah. But then you were completely exhausted. You were exhausted. <laughs> and then your mental health suffers. It does. Um, so you need to just step back and say, no. No, I can't do that. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm going to just say no on this one and then move forward. And um, actually, it feels quite natural now to... It is, say nice. That, yeah. it is nice and I think because we've been doing it for a while we'll both get the brands that can be a bit sneaky or maybe they're not um, like authentic with you or they'll yeah, just assume yeah. they'll, they'll maybe take you for granted yeah. just, or just a blogger and, yeah. and they don't really value you or they don't really value what you've got to give or yeah. and I, I think they need to remember that brands need to remember that bloggers mm. are really passionate people with their art but if you I kind of take advantage. Yeah. I sort of get a, a like, as I got the same vibe with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I'm speaking to people online and stuff, um, like agencies and companies and stuff, if I get an immediate 
yeah. vibe with them, then I'm like, yeah, I'll work with you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, of course, the ones that just use bloggers for advertisement. And, <laughs> and they just see us as a number. and Yeah. And it's a shame. I mean, there is people out there that abuse the system, mm-hmm. um, blogger-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people, it's actually hard work. Oh, um, it's really hard. But you love it. Yeah. So you, you, you totally don't like feel bad putting the time yeah, in because it is your passion. Exactly. But there's a line and people need to value. Do you know what I mean? But if you are taking it, and I think it's quite obvious when people are doing it for the love or if they're just doing it to get all the free stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like there is a fine balance, isn't yeah. there? Um, it's quite hard to strike that balance because... <laughs> At first, I was like, oh my god, I'm getting sent free stuff. Mm, yeah. But don't take it that for granted yeah. because later on, it, it sort of, I realised, oh my god, I actually really love doing this. Yeah, yeah. And then I was frightened in case they, they were thinking, you know, oh, you're just wanting free stuff. Let them think that. Yeah, but now I'm just like, no, I actually genuinely have this passion for blogging yeah um and for writing about products i love beauty products and things like that so things that make you that are good for your emotions that are good for your mental health as well they give you that little pet Mm -hmm. (laughs) pet is that the word (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i mean i've grown to really love it and Mm Um, I'm really enjoying it. It is great fun. It's great fun, yeah. and it's finding things and you that meet you lots love. Lots of nice people as well. I know because like art, it's like your art, isn't it? And it's yeah. like whatever it is that you really embrace. And exactly. then there's so much to learn, and um, all the different trending hashtags, yeah. and, and knowing like constantly questioning is this right for me because exactly. it's your it's not just like your passion; it's your life. Yeah. So you're sharing your life, exactly. and if you're prepared to do that and be honest then it's it's a great yeah great opportunities and like you're doing stuff with the guild magazine and stuff oh like yeah too, yeah yeah well done on a great launch as well that oh, was a really lovely did you enjoy night. it <laughs> fabulous darling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really passionate about travel and um jose the editor-in-chief um i'm glad we met we met through like social media it's crazy isn't it um yeah he was coming to scotland and um, saw my blog and stuff and we just struck it off and he started this amazing magazine and um, it's such a good magazine it's really it's very fancy yeah so very posh um, and I really enjoy that aspect of um, travel writing as well I'm really getting into that and you can tell how passionate you are about yeah, traveling I love it. it's so good for the soul isn't it's, it honestly it's just like I mean <laughs> When you need that sort of rejuvenation, oh, like no, from everyday again. life, yeah, yeah, you it's just like it's like a medicine, really. And it's so good. You sort of feel like, why do we have to just do it once a year? I know. Like, why can't we make a way to, yeah. you know, any holidays you're going on yeah. with, uh, you know, blogger trips and stuff? I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because at the at the start of the year, I said I would travel more this year, and. Um, I was quite con because last year been so busy with the book, the podcast launch, and all that, and brand work, and I was like, no, I'm going to travel and step back a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, and I've been to Dubai, I've been to Madrid with Bonnie, um, I've been to Spain, I've been like 
the islands and stuff. I've been traveling around Scotland and England and stuff, and it's been magic. And um, it just really reminds you, like, these moments are precious because yeah. nobody knows how long they have. Yeah. I think it's just really important to make sure we prioritize because yeah. it can be so easy to get all in on work or all in on goals and not have that time to escape. Exactly, yeah. And really be, because when you're on holiday, you're more mindful. You are, and it's so strange, like, you turn into a completely different person. Yes. You have more time to think about you, uh-huh. um, and and then you start to think about your future, and mm-hmm. it's like it gives you this sort of extra space to um, just just to think about what you want to be and everything. It's, it's strange. It's um, funny, isn't it? That's why I love it so much. It's like all in on nature. It's true, yeah. It's like the world. It's like you start to feel a deeper sense of presence, and you yeah. just feel like you go into your spiritual and emotional exactly health. And you're like i just i appreciate this moment so much yeah and like this I, I bet if you were to think of some moments and i always remember when you said to me when you were at uh, the temples or was it the prayer meditation in abu dhabi yeah, abu dhabi yeah the mosque yeah and that will probably stay with oh. you the the presence yeah of that moment it's like pockets like that like yeah I, I can think of um come back to this a lot but when I worked in America and um, when I was 18 just before 9-11 I came home to sing at a wedding a few days early and got my photos developed that day of me on top of the Twin Towers yeah now I was oh, meant to wow. still be there yeah. but I came back to sing at a friend's wedding yeah um and I, I have a vision of me that summer in Cape Cod um just with loads of stars around me and yeah. sand and like people I'd met and like really being connected and, and there's certain flashbacks I keep getting that yeah. have never left my memory and I was at a talk with the happiness CEO and the guy the Higgy <laughs> I was told in my book once actually how you pronounce it by a, a guest um thanks Elsa beautiful jewellery designer um Hoogie Hoogie she said um but the the guy mikey mickey um danish guy and um a lovely guy and um, and his latest book is all about making memories yeah and the research of how we remember certain things because you've had so many moments in your life right yeah but a lot of it you'll have forgotten but there's certain things you remember exactly, and yeah. he's been studying why we remember them mm. and i find that really fascinating yeah. because if you were like if we were to like see a bus coming towards us and your life flashes before yeah. your eyes it's like what, what are those memories that come yeah and i think a lot of them are kind of travel or being exactly. mindful it's yeah being really present mm. um i think that's when you take it all in because yeah. we're too busy with our lives here obviously mm. to you're like i need to get from a to b and i need to do this and i need to do that you're not really taking it in yeah and um, but when you travel you're like living yeah you feel, feel alive yeah. yes you feel it <laughs> you feel it and i can see that in your instagram though i always feel like i've got a wee mindful minute to be transported to those places <laughs> yeah and I, I i just love that and i think that's would you say that's your number one mojo injection travel or uh, definitely yeah it's something that really helps me with my um like i've suffered from anxiety for like years mm-hmm. um so, so many of us yeah, do. Yeah, lots of people do. Um, but travel really helps me escape that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Are you okay <laughs> on the actual journey? Because that can be quite... I am absolutely 
terrified of flying and I know that seems weird coming from like a travel I'm a, bit <laughs> a travel writer and stuff I'm a bit um, I suffer so much on the flight mm-hmm. um, do you drink through it? you shouldn't really because I'm going to say you shouldn't but my I grew up with my dad with yeah. anxiety of, and he has a few gins to get him through yeah. it and I've started doing the same learned behaviour but also yeah. I'm sort of like well if it chills me out a bit on the flight well you know I recently um had a lesson about that. Oh, did you? <laughs> Coming back from Turkey last week, uh-huh. um, I had a nice big glass of wine and I thought, I'm quite chilled yep. and I'm ready for this flight and blah, blah, blah. Delay. Oh, the flight. no. Um, and in Turkey, you need to go, when the flight's boarding, you need to go through a separate area. Okay, never um, been to, to sit, so you can't come back out to like the bar or anything like oh, that. Oh, sure. um, So, two hours later, you know, the wine was wearing off and um, I was getting more anxious. <gasps> um, 30 people had to come off the flight because a member of the staff was sick and stuff. Oh, no, so it's just building. <laughs> so, it was just building and building. Um, and when I got on that flight, I was the most, it was honestly the worst <laughs> experience ever. <gasps> So, you shouldn't always rely on alcohol, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, know... Because it, it does actually cause more stress than the end of it. It can. Yeah. And that is the thing, it's getting the balance that works for exactly. you. Exactly. Because, I will be honest, there's times it has helped. When I was um, flying to America when I was 18, we um, had an announcement that we're going to have to turn back because of um, engines overheating or oh, something's no. overheating. Yeah. So I had just been given, um, the meal was coming out, so I'd been given a bottle of red wine and necked it back. Because <laughs> I was like, well, if I'm going to yeah. die, I may as well just... But I hadn't flown a lot because my dad had had the fear of flying. Yeah. So I'm like, holy crap. Um, and when we were landing and back in Glasgow, there's fire engines everywhere. Yeah. I didn't actually see them, but everyone was like, did you see them? Yeah. So then we got taken to a hotel and then we would have to fly to Manchester to get to New York the next day. It was all complicated. But that was the number one thing. It's like you just have to grab what you yeah. have in situations where your mind is actually yeah. terrified. I know. And you're like, what if? What if? And the chances are so minuscule. That's oh, what I helps know. me now. It's like I get on a plane and I go, how many planes crash? Like, what are the odds of this? So it's completely in your mind. You're mm-hmm. like totally imagining things that are never going to happen. I know. Um, but unfortunately, that's just the way some brains work. And I, and I think it's just normalising that. Though, yeah. That our brains do. And I see other people. Like, I got on a plane the other day and a guy was like... Um, it's okay if I have this water bottle, could it explode? And people were laughing at him. And I was yeah. kind of like, no, I understand. Like, your your mind is basically yeah. just trying to make it a safe place. And yeah. I get what he's saying. I'm not judging. It's like, let's not judge other people's minds because we all have a mind that can drive us crazy at exactly, times. Exactly, yeah. And it's hard. So how do you manage your anxiety apart from alcohol? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know surprisingly blogging has really helped yeah like that sort of creative um outlook, <laughs> outlook mm-hmm. yeah um so has i've done meditation how do you find that because it's hard for um, some people i've done a, like a 12 week course of meditation a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you know i went in it so naive i was like thinking oh you're gonna feel this mm, <laughs> feeling um, yeah exactly and it's so much hard work to get into yeah um because you immediately think that you're going to forget about all your problems you're mm-hmm. going to feel this immediate high um but it's 
it's basically nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so, but I continued it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's a difficult thing to keep going unless you've you've not been doing it for years. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one way. Breathing helps. Concentrating on your breathing when you get a little bit anxious as well. Um, and also just being around positive people like yourself. Are you just using me for my mojo? No, no. <laughs> no, I know you're not. No, it's, uh, I think it's so true, isn't it? Because yeah. it's it's funny, I'd say to my my Scott, my husband Scott, I'll be like, Negati- negativity detox, darling, because he can be a real... We can all be mood hoovers, yeah. but he <clears throat> he loves a moan. And if you're doing the stereotypes, he's the nagging wife, and I'm like the chilled yeah. husband. But I mean, that's just bull because I can moan at times too, and he can be chilled at yeah. times too. But um, I will say to him because it was a period that I would wake up and he would be nagging, like do this, do that, do yeah. that, like nagging, like oh my days, oh. And when you're so busy, it's mm. just like I can't. I can't deal with this yeah. today. I cannot. But it was just—it's just stress because you're both. Exactly. You've got two yeah. Kids, you're, you're going to work. You're trying to do everything. And but now we just sort of try and joke about it. And I'm like, I'm not taking on your negative energy. Like you're yeah. because there's this thing of being in, um, speaking to like people that do massages and treatment and yeah. stuff and Reiki and they're scared they'll take on if someone they absorb comes in the energy mm-hmm, yeah. and they take their shoes off so that the energy doesn't go in. Ah, okay. So if you, if I went in like really an, anxious and yeah. stressed, they would be wary. Yeah. So energy's passing and stuff. That's good. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? That's one thing that helps me as well, actually, is massages. Oh man, I love that. Who do you go? Where do you go? I go to. I try different ones because um, I don't. I'm like that. I get bored with this sort the of same, same thing, so I, I just try. Like Thai massage, hot stone massage. Mm, I love that. Have you been um, to Chamomile? I do a bit of work with them. No, I've never been to Chamomile. I've been to They're lovely. Lola's really good. And oh, Marta. Yeah. Oh, I was, uh, but I picked an oil and it had chamomile in it. It was yeah. a deep relaxation oil. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> you so sleepy after. I was floating home, but I had to Undressed. drive home. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to have to go really slow, but yeah. it was just like the oil was sensational. Fantastic. But the facials are really good too. Yeah. And there's a girl, Sarah, who's really, she does like a lovely facial. And mm. then like, you know, when they start going down your back. Yeah. Because you like a facial too, oh, don't I you? Oh, I love it. Oh. I just think taking care of yourself really yeah. helps for your mental health as well. Yeah. Um, it's like a treat. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then, just to give you that wee boost that you need just to get you through the week. That's so important. Yeah. So important. I really think it actually should be on the NHS. I, do you know, I, I used to say to people, a massage is more important than going to the doctor sometimes. Exactly. So, I mean, it can Yeah. It can All you need is that, that wee, that contact mm-hmm. and that release of the muscles, you know, to yeah. completely relax you. Chill, yeah. And yeah. we need touch. And sometimes exactly. we don't have enough time to touch our partners or our friends. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like you need hugged and, you know, yeah. you need to feel the love. So if you can't get your hugs in, at least you can get a massage. And exactly. And it's in a sort of quiet, relaxing space, you yeah. know, with no interruptions and stuff. So Candle that's what makes it better and all. And all that. 
that stuff. I yeah. love that. There's so much I want to talk to you about, and the time is flying in. Yeah. But I wanted to just quickly speak about stereotypes, and we we're chatting about labels. And mm. you were saying you, know, you have said to me in the past you hate the sort of gay stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes stereotypes, but yeah. what would you say the kind of gay stereotypes are? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's lots of gay stereotypes, but um, there, I think for me, I find it hard to fit into sort of any gay category because I really didn't want to be labelled any further. <laughs> um, and people do that, and it's yeah. like, I'm not, because when we became friends, I just saw you as like an energy, like it sounds very hippie, but like, <laughs> just like a nice energy, a nice yeah. spirit. It wasn't like, Oh my gay friend! Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, no, I know. I I'll know. do my fashion show, although it's like people say. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> part of me did. Part of my silly mind was saying, "Oh, he'll be able to help you pick your dress tonight." Yeah. Like you know. And actually, I'm not even interested. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm just not interested in that. Are you even wearing the shirt you iron, by the way? I'm just oh, no, thinking. no, I'm going to put it on later. Oh, yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking, like, did you iron that pop? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, so, like, you do you do think, though, the stereotype would tell you gays, fashion shows. Yeah, some, um, some girls I've actually, that I've met, the minute you say that you're gay, mm -hmm. they're like, they change completely. <laughs> like, in which way? I don't some people get naked in front of you. Some really people strip off. I've yeah. not done that in front or of some, you. No, you've not. <laughs> just to clarify. And we have been in hotel rooms together a, yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Um, some people think, yeah, you're, you're completely into fashion or um, that they think that they just get this stereotype in their head. Mm -hmm. You um, have to be stylish, whatever, whatever stylish means as yeah, well. Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, but I tend to avoid all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm gay, mm -hmm. but I don't really make that my life. You know what I mean? Because it's just a label. Yeah, it's like I'm not really caring who you're having sex with. Yeah, I'm, as long as you've got just get on with it. happy relationships. Yeah, and thankfully I have a really, really supportive partner. And I love him. Um, don't know what I would do with him, to be I fair. I love him, and he does have fabulous dresses too. He, he does. But not to yeah. stereotype. No, he does. He'll tell me if, you know, I'm, I'm looking like shit. Can I say? But in his opinion, though. Yes. But he is very, I mean, I, I think he's fabulous. Well, he's it? a Londoner, so he's like been surrounded by all mm. fashion and stuff. And But he, no, he, he could wear a bin bag, actually, and he just looks He's fantastic. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you both are. I need to put a little bit more effort in. No, see, that's another label. That's rubbish. Know, You're both gorgeous, but that's the way life is, isn't yeah. it? We, that's just your critical bullshit mind right exactly. now. Exactly. Just reminding you of that. Yes. But um, yeah, there is different labels that gay people get put on them. But mm. for me, I don't tend to stick to any of them. Oh yeah. I and just, then a bit, do people ever say to you, oh, you're the guy, you're the girl? Oh, I hate that. Oh, oh my God. It's one, are you, what one are you, the girl or the guy? And mm. like, if you get married, would you wear the dress or would you? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I'm like, genuinely, I've never felt more feminine or I've never felt more masculine. I just feel like me. Yeah. And that's like. What would you wear to? <laughs> Got me thinking, I've never thought about like, I've not even been engaged yet. But well, I mean, hint, hint. Yeah, hint, hint. 
I don't know. I could see you in like a white blazer. <laughs> no, I can't go against the blue blazer. Come on. What's your wedding day? Hello. I could wear a nice light blue. That would be yeah, stunning, would be like fantastic. a baby blue. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And a white tie. Exactly, because I bet Faraz would probably wear like light pink or something. Oh, or I could see a that. Peach or Oh, and then people are going, is that it? Meet Kim the girl. Labels, <laughs> I know, I know. Life is full of labels. It is. There's too much labels nowadays. Yeah. And we just need to just forget all those. How do we let go of the labels and just be the true essence of who we are? Oh, just be like you. No. <laughs> I don't know, though, but I, I see my ego taking labels. Like when you sent that lovely message and you said the Mojo Queen and I've yeah. had like queen of positivity i've had loads of labels but like it's easy for certain things i'm like yeah i want to be the mojo queen and it yeah, rhymes with my name exactly. i want to be the mojo queen but that's just a label um what about the soul like what do you do with positive labels then because i want to hang on to that but then is that me like who am i well it's a positive label for you other people might see it as a negative label who does she think she is like yeah. Mm-hmm. Been saying that she's a mojo queen. Yeah. But as long as you think it's positive, then I just I like compliments, but I can hear my mind. But it's so important not to let your ego take mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've struggled with that as well. Like, um, ego's a a big part of. <laughs> um, you need to be like shut up and just calm down. <laughs> So if you have you struggled if you've had like loads of compliments you mean and you're like oh. I struggle actually to accept compliments. Oh, that's very common. Yeah. Um, all, in the UK we kind of tone it down. Like, exactly. Oh, don't like that's a kind of universal thing. It's like yeah. oh I just got it in. Well you'd be scared to see um, blooming Primark now because you would get slated oh, fast yeah, fashion, yeah. fast fashion. But you know oh no it's just this little dress or it's just these shoes. No yeah. don't make a fuss. But no, they're fabulous. I know, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who are positive and um, as you say, who smile and who confidently speak to people, sometimes people say oh their ego's a bit. Yeah, because what? Because they're positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a fine line between sort of confidence and arrogance. How do we strike that balance? Authentic. Be your authentic self. So how do we find our authentic self? Um, I'm still trying to find my authentic self. We all are. Yeah. What's helped? Um, as I said before, surround yourself with positive people and um, that see you, that see you for who you truly are. You know, uh, that um, don't judge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not the quantity of friends; it's the quality yeah, of your em- friends. Embrace. Yeah, embrace. Because um, we're going to an event tonight, and there's probably about eight hundred people going. Yeah. It's going to be a, a big press night and stuff. Yeah, and you'll meet lots of people. Yeah. And some people might not like you mm. or me. And it's and I used to never accept that. I used to be so upset that somebody wouldn't like me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, Scott, you can't like be liked by everybody. Yeah, just accept. Everybody has different tastes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, actually 10, I'd say eight years ago, I would never be able to walk into an event like this. Yeah. Like confidence-wise and anxiety-wise and stuff. Um, But now it actually pushes me on, so... Yeah, it's good for us to embrace the fear, feel the fear. And and as well, people can dub these events as shallow. I mean, it's like, oh, it's Mm. not for me. 
Well, you see people roll their eyes when the minute you say blogger or yeah, we're going to a press night, we're going to a yeah. launch. Oh, just a launch, bunch of wankers. But actually, you can have a mix. I think that's the ego in the person saying, yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, oh, you're just a launch. Well, that's their ego telling them that yeah. actually, we're all humans. There's going to be people downstairs that, well, everyone has got something to say, exactly, and maybe their egos stopping them from saying what they want to say. Yeah. We've all been there. But we're all equal, mm. and it's just giving people a chance. And I must say that the Edinburgh blogging community is absolutely fantastic. I've like, met some amazing people. Everybody just bigs each other up. It's mm. like no competitive. It's it's just like everybody supports each other, and um, I think that's also helped me through different things as well. So, yeah, yeah it's brought really positive things. It's really good, and we need more of that because yeah. there's no... I say all the time there's no competition yeah like the only competition is you and yeah. like, we just need to build each other up exactly. if we can all encourage each other to be the best version of ourselves yeah. then that's happy days for me yeah oh what's well, been fabulous oh I'm so thankful that you let me do this I've been waiting let to do it for ages let you do it you know you could always come on I here I know darling. I know I love listening to your shows so I'm glad oh, to be on one so. well yeah <laughs> had to lure you to my hotel room um, but we both share a favourite song as well yes we do and what is that? it's um, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest showman oh showman how sexist oh sorry sorry oh, but that's what it's called you didn't name the film darling yeah I thought you were calling me sexist <laughs> I was like, hello, we've just been talking about labels. The, gr the greatest showmen and women, it should yes. be called. Yes, the show people. Yeah. No, I've, I'm not. I, I'm going with it. It was one of the best films. I yeah. adore it. It just makes you feel so good after oh, it, doesn't it? And that song is heaven. Yeah. It's everything to me. So if we can figure out the Wi-Fi in this room, we're going to yeah. blast it, right? Yeah. And if not, we're just going to sing it anyway. Yeah. All right, you've been amazing. Thank where you. do you, if anyone wants to message you, where's the best place to do it? Um, just go to my Instagram at, um, at Blue Blazer Guy, B L U. Yeah, not, not E. <laughs> no, I'm, I do it the Italian way. Oh, <laughs> darling. <laughs> um, or they can email me at blueblazerguy at gmail.com as well. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for being an incredibly authentic guest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blast the tunes, my darling. Exactly. Mojo all the way. Mwah. Let the mojo injection just take control of the room, baby. <laughs> I close my eyes and I can see A world is waiting up for me That I call my own Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. They can say, they can say, it all sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can say, they can say, I've lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care, I don't care if it comes crazy. We what? can live in a world that we desire. <laughs> Sing it. Cause every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me away. I 
think of what the world could be, a vision of the world I see. <laughs> There's a house we, we can build, every room inside is filled. filled. I've got my phone. Far away. Special things I compile, each one there to make you smile on a rainy day. They can say, they can say, it all sounds crazy. Yes, they can. They, they can say, they can say, I've lost my mind. No, no, no. I don't care, I don't care if they call it crazy. Run away to a world that we desire. Every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me away. I think of what the world could be, a vision of the one I see. A million dreams is all it's gonna take. A million dreams for the world we're gonna make. However big, however small, let me be part of it